Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam. And tonight we're talking about John Wick, the 2014 action movie. Uh, it was directed by, uh, and I'll probably pronounce this incorrectly, but Chad Stahelski, is that correct, guys? And written by mm. Derek Kolstad. Uh, in the film, an ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters who killed his dog and stole his car. Now, that's the IMDb breakdown. I think they actually did a pretty solid job on this one. We've been having some problems with the IMDb <laughs> breakdowns. And this is a one, pretty simple plot. I yeah. think uh, I think I don't I don't think this this was enough to confound IMDb. <laughs> this time. So. So anyways, I mean, I, it doesn't really need much of an introduction. People know this movie. It, it really helped revitalize action movies in general around that time, which were suffering a lot. Um, I wonder what you guys thought of it, because this was your first time seeing it. And it it's a very unique action film. So I'm, I'm curious how you guys responded to it. I'll take Adam's leftovers this time. Go ahead, man. Okay, yeah, I mean, that the first thing that's really striking about this movie is just the clarity of the action. I mean, mm. it's it is fantastic. It's just you, you know, it's like you always know what's happening. There's they never yeah. obfuscate things. They never do quick cuts. They never do shaky cam. It's like you you feel like you're you feel you feel like you're understanding exactly what John Wick is doing in every fight situation because it's all so clear. They they like you to understand the areas. You know, when we first go to that club, you have a little sequence where you have the guy radioing all the security guys. So you're getting this little overview. It's like, oh, there's a VIP room. Oh, in the basement. Yeah. There's a there's there's this little bathhouse down in the basement. And that way you've you've got this little map in your head of the area before the action scene begins. It's it's just just I mean, there's lots of things to like about this movie. The cast is fantastic. I didn't know, you know, I knew Keanu Reeves was in this. Beyond that, I didn't know who was in it. But it's like every time someone shows up, it's like, hey, there's a fantastic <laughs> yeah. casting choice. It's uh yeah, I I, I, you know, I, 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 I had nothing against this movie. I just never got around to seeing it. But I'm like, man, I can't man. believe I've waited almost ten years to watch this fantastic movie. I'll go to Joel now. Um, yes, on all points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly because, like, really early on, Willem Dafoe shows up, and I'm like, oh hey, yeah, yeah. Willem Dafoe, yeah. and then John Leguizamo shows yeah. up. And I'm like, oh, John Leguizamo's <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> And it just keeps doing that to me. Like the whole movie is just, it's consistently showing me stuff I want to see. Yeah. Um, oh man, it, this is a movie. Uh, and I, I love this about it. It's really simple. You know, the stakes, you have a clear and unambiguous emotional connection with the protagonist yeah. and like everything's so clear. I, I can see it all. There's not a bunch of stupid close-ups that are like making it impossible for me to see what's going on. They, they are there. It's a movie that's willing to pull back and show me the whole shot. And it, it slows down and like, it's, it's, it's so simple and yet so elegant. Like it's, it's like this magnificent grandfather clock of a movie. You know, I understand everything about this. It's all familiar to me and I'm just impressed at the workmanship. This is exactly the clock I wanted. So yeah, I was delighted by this film. I really enjoyed it. It's a great modern action film, a fantastic entry into the revenge film. Um, you know, whatever you know, like library, I suppose. Um, it's more Keanu Reeves action, uh, which is always fun. And I also like that he gets his butt kicked a lot and, and yeah. has to go to the doctor. That's a really fun little moment. Um, yeah. 
So I, I loved this film. I was enthralled. Yeah, and uh, I think that's worth talking about later, the uh, the doctor and the injury. But yeah, I, 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 I didn't see it right away either. I was really turned off by a lot of the action movies at that time. As you guys, you guys can remember, I was, yeah. constant, you know, I was constantly watching Wuxia and things like that. And a lot of films from the 70s. And I never really liked the shaky cam, like you were saying, the quick cuts and things. Certain films could do it. There was like some of the Hong Kong movies really excelled at doing the the quick cut editing, but they did it in a way where you did not lose clarity. And American action movies by this point, I just I was just routinely frustrated and almost getting like motion sickness trying to watch them. Um, and this came out and I kind of assumed it would be the same thing. Um mm-hmm. And so I, but then I kept hearing all these great things about it. So, you know, it took me a, a few years to watch it. And I, I remember uh, it, it was just like, uh, to me, what it looked like was somebody who appreciated older style movies making a new movie in like the new ways. Do you know what I mean? So there are things, there, are, there is CG in this movie. There's not, it's not saturated with it, but it's there where it needs to be. There's, you know, they do use filters. They do a lot of things that people expect in mo- modern movies that maybe wouldn't be my first preference. But there's definitely like a respect for like an older style of doing action scenes. And like like you're saying, the longer shots, the 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 fact that they're sometimes that they're often like, you know, wide frame, they're not fast cut. The camera is like liquid. The camera just is like perfect. It, you, you never get a sense of things being shaken or disrupted. It, feel, it feels very, very liquid clear, the whole film. Um, and the action sequences are really well choreographed. The, uh, um, the, the fight sequences, you can, you can identify the arts that they're using. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's sometimes that's not easy to do in a movie. In this one, it's fair. You can discern the difference in this. And there's a trivia piece on the prime thing, which kind of, uh, triggered this thought, but you can discern the difference between judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu in this which I think in a lot of movies, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between those two just by the way films tend to be, you know, put together. Um, also, I think this movie has uh, a lot of uh, interesting chemistry between the antagonist and the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And it's got a backstory that's, now we would probably say like twisting the trope, but it's not done in a way where it's just like they flop it. Instead of the the wife being murdered and him having to get revenge for her it's the dog that represents his grief for the wife like it's it's part of his grieving process and so and and also his car which is sort of the thing he's not (laughs) his wife even kind of like chides him for uh, having any attachment to the car but uh, i i i I really liked that because i thought that the the sequence in the beginning where he's just getting the dog was it was really effective like that Number one, they got the cutest dog in the world. Uh, and it's almost like they did an ensemble casting where they got the dog and Keanu Reeves together and made sure that they had chemistry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, yeah. uh, I, I don't think I've seen a movie before where there's been that much chemistry between an actor and the dog. And, uh, and, and, and it, I don't know, it just worked for me. Uh, I, I, liked, I liked the sort of slow walk into the movie. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's a very good film. Um, you know, I'm generally a fan of older movies, and this is like a newer movie. I know 2014, but to me, that's a newer, <laughs> a newer movie that can that can appeal to me. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, on the dog thing, it's like I I knew that I knew that the instigating incident was this dog getting killed, but you know I didn't know it was this adorable little puppy for one yeah. thing, and that it was a dog that represented his dying wife's final gift to him. I'm like, man, you really. I, I was thinking of something like you know the dog. It was a dog. You know, is he had a he had a, like a, a larger sized dog, mm. and when they came to steal the car, they shot him because the dog was a threat. It's like, nah, they just. They just kill the dogs. They're assholes just to make you hate them even more. Yeah. <laughs> the you, dog was literally I don't know. whimpering when they killed it. It's it's terrible. And like honestly, you couldn't write a more despicable villain than that kid. No. <laughs> what what a piece of trash. And even the movie takes him out like the trash. They they just treat him as this, this <laughs> object this 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 object of hatred. And honestly, like, I understand that my buttons are being pushed here, that I'm on the strings, but uh, I'm fine with it. I hate that guy. It's yeah, even his strange. father doesn't like yeah. him, right? Like, even his father's got contempt for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, did, I did like how artfully they handled the dog being killed, because I, I heard that, too. I heard, oh, he, 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 the revenge is all about because they killed his dog. And you hear that, you're like, well, that sounds pretty stupid. Like, you know, he's killing well, all these people. I didn't people think it sounds dogs. stupid, but, but I just, you know, I, I, but I'm you know what I mean. It's sounds... a dog person, but it, it's just that I didn't realize, you know, they, that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to have him you know, kill his dog. It, they they added all this weight on well, top of the dog to make it even, even bigger. When I first heard that it was his dog, what I was imagining that it was going to be a lot more funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, you killed my dog. Now, you you know, like, like, a, like I thought it was a send up of the whole revenge thing. Gotcha. And the, the movie that kept popping up in my mind, I think it was called Shoot 'em Up. Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah, I didn't actually see that one. Yeah, but it, yeah. that 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 kind. I thought it was going to be that level of. Yeah, okay, this is how yeah. serious we're taking the action, the action genre. But I was surprised how well they made it a serious thing. So that's what I mm -hmm. liked about it. That it was like, oh no, this is like, I understand. We can have a deep a philosophical discussion about whether he should go on the revenge path over this dog being murdered. But I understand why that dog meant so much to him. And I understand why a man who was a killer would go on a killing spree after that dog had been murdered, you know? So it, it made a lot of sense. Um, that was, I think that was the other thing. I really liked the way they built up the legend of his character in the movie. That was yeah. super effective. Um, I do think the name they chose for him kept reminding me that one song by the who though, which kind of messed it with mess. I, I know that's not the origin of the term Baba Yaga, but I gotta tell you, that's that's my version of the term Baba Yaga. So okay, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have um, any issue with that. I just I, I what I liked was they kept talking they kept talking about all these things he had done, and there were these re but but you kind of had to piece together in your own head all of the details and get an image of him and of what the past was, and so there wasn't anything to kind of deflate the legend that they were building. Do you know what I mean? Like just this 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 past that wasn't just about him, but also about Vigo building up his empire. And, you know, yeah. so I, yeah. I really liked that. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, th this movie does a lot of, like, real screenwriting tropey kind of things. Uh, they literally have a kick-the-dog moment. Um, th there's, th they're, like, honestly, because I've been studying screenwriting lately. I've been writing plays lately. And so, like, one of the things I've been studying is the Dan Harmon story circle. And this is, like, a paint-by-numbers plot. It literally mm -hmm. has the acts, the exact time signatures, like everything you expect to find in a script is here. And on the one hand, like I want to say, oh, this is all lazy and cliche. But the fact is, the reason those things are used is because they work. 
this movie is very simple. When you when you when you look at it, it really doesn't try to do anything complicated. This is a man who is really is a legendary killer. He's a one man army, and they killed his dog. You know, which represents his dead wife. He goes back into the under the the literal criminal underworld, and he shoots a bunch of dudes because he's this unstoppable force of nature. They get him into a third act bind. He gets out of it with the help of his friend. You know, like they have a climactic final battle. Like every single thing is like one for one. Like you know, just screenwriting 101. It's one for one, 101. And yet it all works because it's done competently and it's done with, it's it's executed well with good actors and it has enough boldness to just kind of put it in front of you and be like, no, this is what it is. We don't have to overanalyze this. You well, can just do it well. And they do. They, they carry it off beautifully. I would also add to that, I think, and we've had discussions about structure and how good or bad or whatever structure is, but I think when, when you're talking about structure, Structure doesn't make a good movie for you, right? Structure can make uh, a, a movie that follows a trajectory that the audience is anticipating that that works. But it's sort of like if I give you the outline of songwriting, if I say, you know, you know, like like intro, you know, verse, chorus, verse, you know, or pre-chorus or whatever the, you know, yeah, or like, then you know bridge and it's, blah, blah, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't make, make, allow you to write a good song. All that it's the does emotion. Is it gives you, it's it the gives your good involved. song structure, huh? It's the emotion involved. It's like it's got to be yeah. a meaning to it. Because I to give you a trope. One one note I made on this very point was that we have the classic. You know, we talked about this with the Mad Max review, the walking away from explosion thing. <laughs> you know, and this this kind of does it when he's when he sets the stuff on fire and walks away from the stuff in the bank. And it's like yeah. so many movies, hundreds of movies have done the walking away from an explosion thing. And it's become this boring cliche. But it's like John Wick is literally, you know, it's show, it's a character moment. He's literally mm -hmm. he's got a fortune here and he is not at all interested. I don't give a fuck about any of this stuff. I am just setting it on fire and walking away. Yeah. So the shot has meaning it's not just it that's looks it. cool to have an explosion there that's why yes. this movie works yeah it's not done brainlessly it's done as a character moment it was done in the character moment in mad max too them walking yes. away from the explosion showed that they didn't care about the stakes that wasn't the important part they'd done their job and they're moving on yeah yep. and if you just walk away from an explosion to look cool for the camera that's that's brainless this yeah. this had enough thought that it made sense that's, that's a brilliant point well said well, and I think with that one in particular, the other thing is that there was more to that that we learned later, which also, so it was oh, sort of yeah. like they were saving details for you. You didn't, you know, in a bad movie, maybe the priest tells you all of the stuff that's in the vault, but we don't find out all the stuff. <laughs> John Wick doesn't find out all the stuff until his life is on the line and he's strapped to a chair. And so, you know, I think it, it, they're pretty, uh, it just feels well-crafted in that respect to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would say I would say emotion. I would also say this is kind of an inspired movie, especially when you consider what we were getting at that time, because there were oh, yeah. a lot of movies that followed this structure at that time, but were horrible. Right. That were just like not watchable. And this was also a movie that people didn't expect to do well. Right. This was like the Keanu Reeves wasn't even like a big draw anymore at that point. And so mm -hmm. it just kind of took everybody by surprise, I think. And I think it's because it was this. It was familiar, like you could see, oh yeah, I, I can recognize things that they're drawing on. But the overall concoction was, was it was like an inspired gathering of sources of inspiration. Do you know what I mean? It just, yes. it just, it just kind of all worked and, and none of them overpowered one another. So it's just yeah. blended I, perfectly. 
Yeah, I noticed a surprise inspiration that made perfect sense once I read it was the, the writer director was part one of the inspiration was Miller's Crossing. And I was like, mm -hmm. I totally see. I didn't think about it watching it, but that <laughs> makes just the the world it takes place in and the way the characters interact with each other. I'm like, yeah, he it's it's a very different movie than Miller's Crossing. But man, it's it's there. It's like he, yeah. it's the relationships between characters had that feel to it. Well, I the think whole, yeah, the whole oh, energy ahead, of it being a lived-in world was really big. I think yeah, you know, like, he calls the cleaners who he knows, and like it, there's a rapport there. It's like, oh, you back in business? He talks to the cop outside, responding to the noise. <laughs> he's like, so you working? And he's like, no, 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 just sorting things out. He's like, okay, I'm just gonna leave. This didn't happen. Yeah, uh, everything. Yeah. Legazamo, like it's like I felt oh, like Legazamo might show up again in the movie or something. No, no, it's just it's just like, just yeah. a very well going back, you know, like the Miller's Cross to the Cone Brothers. When the Cone Brothers have a character in a movie for thirty seconds, it feels like a freaking character, even if it's just the person they rent a car from or something. And yeah. it's like this movie had this feel where every single character was a character. And yeah, they, I agree. They use they use them in some way. Well, and also they were able to get away with this weird thing. Like I would probably normally complain about the way it handled this criminal underworld where it was like there was a sense of humor about it. Right. Like the scene that yeah. Joel just talked about where he's like, you know, uh -huh. I forget what the cop's name was, but he knew him by name. And they're just <laughs> and, it, and it was like, you know, and it was a really weird scene, but it worked somehow. It didn't it didn't set off any alarm bells in my head that this shouldn't be happening in this movie. And I, yeah. I think that um Part of the reason why is it's able to do that, but it's also able in that world to have those very serious moments with like the John Leguizamo character, where yes. you know what I mean. And it, it's it, and, and, and I think and the Miller's Crossing I think is a good you know the Cohen brothers are maybe a good reference point in general because they somehow are able to have a blend of humor and serious drama, and you don't yeah. question it. Yeah, the cop scene. The cop scene's interesting because he. Uh, I, I saw that the guy, the writer director. He, uh, he he said that that was one of the first things they shot was the stuff at that house, and he was feeling like none of this is working. This movie's a failure. I mean, mm. over my head. And then they shot that one scene, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this is yeah, this is gonna work." <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that was that was the scene that where he's like, "Great, okay," and got his confidence. I, it is really Coen Brothers in the middle, isn't it? Like, every, yeah. it's around the nightclub yeah. scene. That whole action scene almost, when you look at it, it's a really solid, like, dramatic action scene all the way from start to finish. It has good dramatic stakes. It's well acted. It's thrilling. But if you look at it in just a slightly different light, it's a comedy scene. It's a, it's a mm -hmm. turkey shoot of this this impossibly capable one-man army going through and just, yeah. just murdering this whole really Russian cartel single-handedly. Um, and then it ends with him like getting doctored up and there's this like weird familiarity where he goes back to the hotel and he's bleeding from gunshot wounds and he's like, hey, do you have a doc on premise? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll sum one up. Yeah. And it's all just, it's funny. No, no right? Taylor is that good line too. Yeah, like uh, Lance Reddick, man. I was so happy to see him pop up in this movie, man. <laughs> yeah, he's great in this. He's great. I, I won't, you know, I'm not going to spoil it because I've had another another one of our uh, films that I don't think you've seen has him in it, and it's great. Oh, okay, great. The, uh, More, the doctor yeah. scene, the doctor scene is interesting too because it it is that perfect blend of like this is kind of ridiculous, right? Like there's a there's a doctor on call for all of these hired assassins that live in this this highly <laughs> elaborate underworld, right? At the same yeah. time, like what he was the 
I found the scene where the doctor was repairing him, not repairing, like, you know, stitching him up and giving him medication and asking him what he was going to be doing and then giving him pills to help him through it. To me, I think anybody who's done anything that involves athletics and has had to operate while they were injured understood that scene. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, I, he fell from a balcony onto a dance floor. He should be really <laughs> hurt, right? So, yeah. it, you know, the movie obviously hand waves a certain amount of that. Like, you know, he'd probably yeah. be in the hospital after that fall. But it it's believable enough that he's fighting injured for the rest of the movie. I, I like that they're able to do that. Um, His, the thing about, about Keanu Reeves' performance in this I like is that you always see the effort. Like, the easy thing yeah. when you make a movie like this where he's superhuman is to make everything like, hey, this is no trouble at all, it's effortless. Yeah. But you always, you know, you mentioned something, Jack, this being somewhat Jackie Chan-like. It's Jackie Chan always feels like he's one second away from complete disaster. And I <laughs> yeah. feel like there was there was a level of that to this performance. It's like John Wick... He's getting out of breath at times when he's when he's wrestling with people. You really see him struggling. It's like he's winning. It's I mean, you know, when you watch sports, it's like the thing is you're watching athletes at the absolute edge of human capability. And it's like you could feel that it's like this. Yeah, it was hard for him to do things like this in this movie. And that makes it feel more impactful than going. Yeah, I'm just just zapping people. Boom, boom. No problem. Even the way he stands with the gun, it looks proficient, but he looks like a guy who is carrying age. Do you know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. he's weighed yeah. down mm-hmm. by the years. And mm-hmm. I really like that because it, it definitely was believable. It was like, what? there's something about the way he's standing. I don't know what it is, but he looks like an he looks like an older guy trying to do a younger man's job a little bit. And yeah. I thought yeah. that was interesting. Having having been in those shoes now, I, he really <laughs> does have that stance. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we, we're at the age where we're starting to get the... Maybe it's resonating because... This we was are, easier yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, so, uh, and that actually brings me to one of the things I loved about this movie. It's really... it's It lets the stuff that makes sense, that sucks in the real world, just suck in this universe. It isn't like... It doesn't it flourish early at all. Like you said, he falls off a second-story balcony, and he lands hard, and the camera just follows him down, and you see him hit. And then yeah. he just curls up in the fetal position, winded mm-hmm. and broken. And he's like, nope, nope, that's it. I'm done. And he limps out. Beautiful. The whole movie's <laughs> like that. You know, it's not, he doesn't like spring back up or, no, he's just like, nope, nope, nope. Doctor time. Yeah. Need painkillers. He goes and drinks. You know, car crashes, gunshots, uh, getting choked, uh, anything that happens in this movie. It's it's put like right center frame. Yeah. It's deliberate. It's slow and takes its time. And it lets you know, like, hey, you know what would suck? Being hit with a car. You know what really <laughs> hurts? When someone hits you really hard. That hurts. Yeah. You bleed. Yeah. You know? What if you got stabbed? I bet that would really hurt for a long time. Yup. Thank you, movie. Thank you for letting the stakes just reflect what they would really be. I mean, yeah, yeah okay. It's a movie. He's a one-man army. Okay. Yes, granted. But that's the only suspension of disbelief. You know? Yeah. When a car hits a, a concrete, you know, pillar, it breaks and you have to get out of it. It's wonderful. Well, when yeah. any movie, so a lot of action movies have one-man armies, right? Like Commando, yeah. Rambo. That's like every like, action This is like movie. a long lineage of movies. There's tons Die of movies Hard, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. But in order to do that effectively, you have to, be, like, I can believe in Commando because Arnold Schwarzenegger is such an unusual physical specimen, right? Like, yeah. that's the mm-hmm. that's the thing that, that sells that. With John Wick, it's a combination of the building of the legend, right? Like the 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 legend that they they cult that they cultivate at the beginning of the movie that's so important. 
it's the kind of stuff that you're talking about with the action sequences and it's Keanu Reeves physical performance that's geared more towards his body type, right? Like it just, it just all works and you buy it, even though obviously a normal person who did this would be dead within the first, you know, <laughs> three minutes of the movie, right? Uh, nobody would get um, out of the, the first yeah. action scene. Yeah. yeah you'd be toast. Uh, and I, and I, and I liked the martial arts they gave him. he, so I, I, again, I, I, what I, what I was, what, what it looked like to me was he had this nice blend of kind of, I, I don't know what kind of striking he was doing. It wasn't immediately obvious to me, but he was doing striking and a lot of judo, and they yeah, were mixing the, it with the, the judo gun. was really obvious. Yeah, the judo and the judo looked good. I, the judo is something I actually have some experience with, not a lot, but enough that it was like it was kind of popping out at me a little bit, and I really liked it. Um, it when I was watching the movie, one of the things that I thought that I had was, oh yeah, this is why I liked judo in the first place. It was it, it's got this like it's 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 like a grappling style for a striker, if that makes sense. Um, you know, it just got, it has a little bit more of an impact. Um, but I thought that the, uh, that the way that they wove the gun use in there was good too, you know, is very, uh, you know, to me, I would go like, to me, it's kind of like reminiscent of like John Woo movies or something. Do you know I mean just that like very artful use mm -hmm. of firearms, but they were taking it to a level where it was, I don't know, quite interesting. Um, there was like this, I don't know how to put it, but it was like, he instantly understood the physics of where the bullet needed to be. And that was yeah. sort of the thing that made it work. Like the scene where the guy's rolling over the hood of his car and he just fires the gun. Yes. That's a great scene. Yeah. Yes. Again, wonderfully not overstated, not over embellished. A guy's on my car and I want him to be shot with bullets. Mm. There are a lot of points where I just I just rewound about 10 seconds to watch <laughs> little action sequence again. And like I mean, everything is so perfectly choreographed and Keanu's you know, execution of those things. Like I said, you you feel him kind of making these quick decisions in time. You, you know, I mean, it doesn't feel choreographed watching it. It just it just feels he, he does it in a it way that's spontaneous. That, yeah, yeah, it feels like he's making those decisions in the moment, and it's fantastic. And that's like, that's, that's really important. That's really important because it, it, it'll look like a choreographed dance. Yes, if, if it doesn't do it, you need to feel the decisions being made. You need to feel the reaction. Um, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. Keanu um, Reeves just doesn't, I mean, uh, he does get a lot of credit for it, but I feel he still doesn't get enough like, credit for how, what a good physical actor he is. That is like such a hard thing. And it's, you know, it's like people are like, eh, eh, nah, he, he just, he's just amazing at the action stuff. It's, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, I, the movie does a lot of like little things that kind of let you into their world that, that window into his decision-making process that you uh -huh. see visually communicated and it's never like spelled out. There's that. And then there's a lot of little things like he never shoots somebody once and they flip over and faint, right? Like he shoots them and it's clear he's wounded them. And then he shoots them a couple <laughs> more times. And a lot of times they're, mm -hmm. they're on the ground where a, a normal action movie would be like, no, they're, they're on the ground. That's the end. And he looks over at them, realizes that there's enough life in them to be an issue. And he shoots them in the head and does a yeah. kill shot to make it's sure they're dead. Yeah, it's the Miller's Miller's crossing line. Always put one in the brain. It's uh, yeah. go back to that again. <laughs> yeah, and again, you wouldn't. That's a subtle inspiration, but like, it communicates something to you whenever you're watching it because you you don't think about like, oh yeah, in the Matrix, you got shot, you just flip over and faint. It's like no, 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 yeah. no, no. Like killing yeah. someone is a, a grisly business, and it, and it's something that this movie is like okay actually making certain a trained professional lifetime murderer at the peak of their career, like putting them in the ground 
even if they're just a faceless goon, which the very first action scene is faceless goons, they get the masks on, they're faceless. Yeah. Yeah. The movie tells you that they're dangerous as hell. He's just this unbelievable murder machine. And he's not unbelievable because he's superhuman. He's unbelievable because he thinks a little faster. He's more strategic. And like, he just kind of has a plan to win. You know, he's he's thorough. Well, and like they say, the to... force of will, his force of will, too, I think is is well. Uh, yeah, that was a good line early in the movie. Yeah, that, yeah. it really. Also, I, I love that later on uh, it makes fun of people who play video games a lot by, by <laughs> yeah. putting the looser characters playing video games. And the first one to die in that compound gets shot through the brain because <laughs> he's playing a video game. I'm like, oh, I feel a little attacked movie, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> That, that was be... funny, though. I thought that was funny. It, it was fun. Yeah. Well, I also like the uh, the 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 kid getting rattled by it too. You can tell because he's just he's he was literally in a gunfight the night before, just having this continual yeah. gunfight. This video, it's like turn that game off. I was like, <laughs> I was like that, that was, was that was that was just a nice little character note on top of it too. I I want to give a lot of props to that actor because like it, that's that's a tough role to sell where you're constantly a worm. You know, yeah. he's, well, he's he the guy who played job. Reek in uh, Game of Thrones, right? Is that yep. who is he? he was? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So well, I think I that's kind of his forte is um, that type of character. The, the man uh, knows his trade. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. outstanding. Well, he's work. got he's got he's got the face for it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like some people are built to play villains. Some people are built to, you know, it's, got it's like the guy action. who played trumpet in um, A Moment of Romance. Right. I don't know if you guys remember that one. But uh, I, I, Trump, I've seen it. I, I have it. I own it. But uh, yeah, Moment of Romance is the one where the motorcycle gangs and the yeah. Um, oh no, I, I remember what, what, who's trumpet in that. He's the he's the antagonist. He's like the really unreasonable gang. Oh yeah, he's always yeah, okay. shouting at people and has like a, yes. a you know. I th I think Jim was on the podcast with us and he said it was a face that must be punched and he gave us the German <laughs> uh, term yeah. for. But uh, you know. He's just got one of those faces where yeah, we, just here, here in the States, we just call that the Jared Leto face. But moving on. Jared, yeah. is that, oh, I thought Jared Leto was supposed to be like a pretty boy. He's supposed to be the punchable face yeah, guy. I, I want you to remember that in the movie in which he. Well, remember, in the movie in which he was a pretty boy at the apex of his prettiness, his face was punched into hamburger. That was Fight Club. Yeah, no. Yeah, I remember so, that. But the whole so point yeah. is got punched in the face because he was attractive, not because he had a face True. that was punched. Well, that's the thing. It's never not been a face that must be punched. Even though <laughs> it was more the reasons okay. have changed. I, 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 okay, <laughs> these rules are upside down, but I'll go with it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I think of like um, the guy from Karate Kid. What's his name? The guy who plays the um, the Crease character. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's like a face that must be punched kind of guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, like so it goes back to our saying every single casting choice in this movie is completely perfect. I, I yeah. can't find it flaw. What did you think of the... Ian McShane in the? Oh hell yeah, Ian McShane. I mean, I, I going back to PBS in the '80s watching Lovejoy. I mean, yeah, I've been an Ian McShane fan. So yeah, when he popped up, I'm like, oh, there's another one. He, yeah. he really worked in that role. Like that's a really unusual role where he has to be this like. I don't know. He's like this suave, like guy in the underworld who just has so much power, but all this charisma. And yeah, I, I, I really liked him. 
Um, the combo like, of him, him and Lance Reddick together is the two people we see at the, from the Continental. It's like, you know, I, I like the fact Lance Reddick, it's like, he's the guy who's there to, he's, he's serving you. He's giving you every need. He's, but at the same time, you know, that he's, he's a powerful person in yeah. his own right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't exactly. mess with, don't mess with this guy, even though he is here to serve you. It's, and we will uh, learn more about that in later movies. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the, 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 yeah, the Continental in general, I thought was really a good touch to the film. It, ju yeah. it just it just gives it this nice center where you're able to understand, like you're you're able to understand a lot of the rules of the world through the Continental, which is nice. And it has, mm -hmm. I, I, I you know, one of the fun sequences in the movie where what's her name, uh, Mrs. Uh, Perkins, is that her name, Mrs. Yeah, Perkins? Yeah. She sneaks into his room, and uh, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's 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 just really interesting uh, the way that's handled, and then the yeah. poor guy ends up in charge of detaining her. Um, I like I liked her character because you really despise her. Do you know what I mean you really yeah, want her great. to die? Yeah. So good. So good. Fantastic yeah. heel. And she's a heel for a reason. Like, there's a really good selection of villains in this movie, which really helps it. Um, but like yeah, as, as a pure heel, she's fantastic. Because you're right. She she's almost everything you hate about a character. You know, like yeah. she's duplicitous and unfortunately capable I, I got a real anton trigger kind of vibe out of that scene where she gets out of the handcuffs and shoots the guy um i was like mm, yeah. that's a sugar move right there you you're you're you got a hell of a playbook to be stealing from lady uh she breaks the rules she's present in the scene where your favorite character dies yeah yeah once. yeah that's the big thing so. the, the willem dafoe death even though even though vigo does it you kind of blame her do you know what i mean just because of her presence you know, yeah, well, the, the Defoe part was great because it's like I was, you know, I was beginning to suspect he's doing this on purpose, isn't he? You know, but I wasn't a hundred sure. It's like, <laughs> are they showing that he's incompetent or are they showing that he's actually just pretending to be trying to kill him, but is actually protecting him? That was, yeah, that, that well, was fun. They keep you guessing until John Wick's in the chair and like, oh, yeah. okay, no, he's on John's side. Got it. Yes, that um, was yeah. that was the reveal. Yes, and Defoe's Defoe's decision for like how he played that character, like he has this kind of deadpan expression a lot of the time. It really added to that <laughs> ambiguity of like, why is this guy like even the scene where they're at the um where he's at the funeral and he's like yeah. and he's like you know what what do you really want here and he's like oh I just came to check up on an old friend. Turns out yeah he just came to check up on an old friend, <laughs> but then plants this doubt in your mind of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, Right, because you, you're especially in the, the scene after that where like uh, uh, Vigo puts the, the hit out on him and he goes to him first. And he's like, this is an exclusive contract. I need you to kill John Wick because I know you can do it. And he's like, consider it done. And it puts a seed of doubt in your mind where it's like, hey, wait a minute. Was that rivalry always kind of there in this dude's head? Mm -hmm. Is this just like finally him getting the chance? No, mm -hmm. um, no, nah, nah, they're just pals, his buddies. Yeah, I liked that. And, I, and I, I mean, it was sad that Willem Dafoe had to die in this movie. We don't get more Willem Dafoe, unfortunately. Yeah, I but, know. Uh, <sighs> but he's really effectively used. And so I think it was appropriate for them to kill his character, just for the yeah, story to work. Get huh. up and fight. It's like, oh, screw this. Yeah. I'm just going to gonna die fighting. Was It was a nice yeah. touch, too, with his yeah. character. Yeah, I, I'm going to die anyway. I'm going to die kicking ass. <laughs> Willem Dafoe gets yeah, to go to Yeah, he kind of won. Office. Like, in terms of, like, who won the scene, his character kind of wins the scene, right? So Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. constant state for Willem Dafoe to win whatever scene he's currently in. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, I, like I, I swear he is so... I, I It's just... I'm, yeah, Willem Dafoe, man. anytime he's in a movie, just from that funeral scene, it's just... The second he comes on screen, he is just 
I don't know. There's just something amazing about him as an actor. Yeah. Sucks you in. Yeah, he he works in anything. Like, I don't think I've seen a movie where I've been, like, tired of his performance or anything like that. And he's been in a wide range of movies, too. It can be any kind of film. Um, I like the guy who played Vigo, too. I thought that that was an interesting casting choice. I don't really know the actor, but I felt like I had to believe this guy's like a father. I have to believe he's the head of a criminal empire. And I have to believe that he's like John Wick's good friend, but can also pose a threat to John Wick. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it was like the, I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, the final scene in Commando. I always had an issue with the Bennett character because you never feel like Bennett is a worthy opponent for Arnold in that movie. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? He's just, he's not yeah. built like Arnold. He's not much of a personality. You know, he just doesn't feel like a, a worthy opponent. This guy felt like he transitioned into a worthy opponent in that fight sequence where the whole movie, you're kind of like, I wonder what Vigo's abilities are as a criminal. You know what I mean? You're not really sure. And then you kind of start seeing it. Like at one point, he doesn't rip his shirt off or anything like that, but he like, (laughs) he he flexes his, he like puts his shoulders back like that. And you realize, oh, this guy's has a physique that's, you know, like I would expect a criminal to have. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a tattoo there. There's a, you know, physical uh he looks like he's solidly built um but it's all kind of concealed earlier in the movie um well yeah you, you see him punch his, his kid in the stomach really hard and the kid and this kid throws up but that kid's soft as a marshmallow yeah yeah like you never get the feeling that's an imp- like you feel like you could do that like yeah. stiff breeze can make this kid throw up from stomach pains but yeah like you get the feeling from vigo that like he built himself up like there's not a lot of talk about what he inherited there's a lot of talk about what he built and how he made it. So even though, like, at this point he's successful and he's clearly a guy that surrounds himself with talent rather than being the guy with talent, you get the feeling he can still get the job done. Yeah. And the the ultimate fight scene is more of a battle of wills than anything else because at this point, like, John Wick has single-handedly torn his way through Vigo's entire empire. He's feeling the hurt, right? Yeah. So the fact that Vigo's able to kind of go toe-to-toe with him makes a little more sense at that point since there's a, clearly a disparity in them. Vigo still pulls a knife though you know because it was like okay i can't beat john in a fist fight but i might be able to kill him no and i i thought so uh one of the things i liked about that sequence too was his attitude during the fight where he had this kind of borderline about to fall into laughter uh that was a little bit unsettling like he just got the impression that like he's either really afraid and like is like that's how he's coping with the the nerves or this guy is been in this so often in the past that he's like in his element now and it's like he feels comfortable and so yeah. it, it, you don't know which it is that's what i liked about that um, it's great because he's be- he's got to the point where he has nothing left to lose his empire's in ruin his son is dead like all of his plans have fallen apart and he's just like cackling he's like yep john's still going yeah. there's some note of admiration about it like he gives him the guy mm-hmm. the gun and he's like yeah good luck dipshit yeah, well, yeah he's, like, he's, he's actually like in a bad position too it's like I, I you know it's like is he just gonna let john wick kill his son it's like I, you know that's not an even though his son's a complete asshole it's like that's still a complicated thing for it's like it's you know he, he kind of gets roped into this situation because of his idiot son so I mean, he's a bad person so you know he did deserve it but yeah and it, i i did kind of wonder about his motivation there because it is like i mean I, I think he must have been having a lot of mixed emotions over the course of the movie would be my guess oh, yeah because yeah. i think a part of him seemed to acknowledge that john wick was a little bit in the right 
sort of by the code of the you know conduct that they that they live by um yeah where well, i i thought they've got wick in the chair and he's like you you know it's like it's just dog it's just yep. yeah <laughs> can't you let this go it's like he's trying to just, literally it's like i i you know i to an extent i can see you know you're asking me to kill give my son to you to die over a dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've never wanted a villain like i've never sided with a villain more than vigo in that scene where i'm like i get where you're going john but like man give it up well, like, also, seriously, it's so reasonable. It's great. Well, also, I mean, so one thing I read in the Wikipedia, I don't know how accurate this is, is they wanted to show a man who found redemption and then lost it. And uh -huh. so I think that's kind of, when you think about it from that angle, yeah, he really is like, we're seeing it from all John Wick's perspective. So it all looks right. But Vigo is trying to reason with John from the very beginning. He's, he's trying yeah. to... Be, to pacify him and yeah he calls know. let's 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 work this out let's make this right yeah. and john says nothing yeah <laughs> it's like he doesn't give him an inch to negotiate or anything but i i think from john's perspective though it's like his wife dies he's got nothing to live for he gets this puppy and the puppy starts to become, you know, he wakes up the yeah. next morning. He's like, oh, I got to take this dog out. So I'm doing something. I'm I'm living again. It's like I've got a reason to get up in the morning. And then that gets taken from him. And now his reason to live is I am going to kill yeah. all these bastards. Yeah, that that's yeah. it's like that's the only reason he has to get up in the morning is to kill these people. But I, I guess. I guess what I'm saying is that also, even though he's, well, let's say it's he's right. not really, that's, that's a reason. That's, that's he, all. No, no, and I agree with you. I mean, I think it 100% works. I guess just from uh -huh. like a, just like thinking about the movie, you know, I'm sort of led to the conclusion, well, John Wick is in some ways kind of the bad guy here in that oh, yeah. he murdered yeah. countless people, like so many people, like dozens. It's got to be dozens, right? Like, I don't know. I didn't tally it, but it's got to be. Yeah. North How North many North of those guys North. who are just for security at the club did he kill? Yeah. You know, it's like it's just some dude who has a job working security at a nightclub. It's <laughs> so so it, it, if it was just between him and the kid, then it would be one thing. But because he's got to like you know rip through a whole, he kills a priest who I mean, obviously he's a very corrupt priest corrupt and priest. all that. Yeah, but that's still I think that was still a real priest who was uh, you know. Yeah, uh, totally and I, that, that, that gave me pause when he just goes yeah. into the church and just pops the priest people. in the leg. It's just like whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and also he doesn't. It's not like he shoots the priest in the head. The priest says, "If you do make me go in there, he's going to kill me." And he yeah. says, "Uh huh," like something like I forget what he says exactly. Yeah, but yeah just, I think that house, is literally yeah. what he says. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. What do you think I'm gonna do? <laughs> yeah, so, and then, and then, sure enough, that's exactly what happens. They just shoot him in the back of the head. Um, yeah. So you know, it, it, I I feel like uh, I don't know. It's 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 just one of these movies where, and and I I think especially as the series goes on, you start to really think about this more. Where you're like, wait a second, if he just stopped <laughs> like 10 minutes ago this would have a lot more well, people would be alive right now oh um, yeah yeah I, well i mean it's I, not like it's not like he got these skills through being a good person either yeah i mean <laughs> so no. that's the point that the, the guy makes when he's in the chair where he says this life comes back it infects you it, you know like he's like yeah. it gets into everything and all the people that you love so i think that it still has this interesting moral compass to it where even yeah. though you're rooting for John Wick, you kind of know like he's not a great guy. Like he's a, uh, you know, it's it's. It, I think that makes it more interesting. Um, exactly. Because there's layers to it. Um, but yeah. Oh, I guess the other thing that I did want to mention it came up on the when I was watching it on Prime on the trivia. This is what sort of keyed me to it. 
But I guess the the Russian guy, he he did sambo as a martial art. So that's like a it's like a Russian. Oh. I think it's like a Russian wrestling type thing. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, it's probably similar to like Sanda and stuff like that, maybe. Um, but uh, the the woman, uh, Mrs. Perkins, she was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the scene with with uh, Keanu Reeves while he was largely doing judo. And that was kind of like an interesting decision because she's smaller than him and she's a woman. And so having her do Brazilian jiu-jitsu makes a lot more sense. It's sort of like the stereotype is Brazilian jiu-jitsu is an art for the smaller guy to take out the bigger guy. Um, and judo to a degree is too, but it's also, you know, throwing somebody over your shoulder onto the ground. So, um, yeah. but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I liked it, those touches. Um, it makes a lot of sense that that style would be less effective against someone who's smaller than you. Because like I study judo and it works better whenever your opponent's bigger than you because they have more to lose. You have more leverage on them. You can get closer down to their, the lower part of the center of gravity. But if your opponent's smaller and lighter than you and it just hits you directly with a lot of force, that shit's hard to counter with judo. So like that was a good fight scene as a result. Yeah, that was a. I thought that was a really fun fight. The one in the hotel. It was. Um, mm -hmm. And again, she was such a heel, like you were saying that. <laughs> and you're just you're just like really rooting for him to like you know to 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 to, to fight her. I I just I just thought it was a very effective scene overall. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything else we want to get into. We've we've actually been going on for forty five minutes, so we have quite I, a discussion. This is this movie is fantastic. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't even know. Like I could, could just kind of talk about every single frame of this movie, you know? Uh, and it's weird. Cause again, like I, I want to go back to this. This is not complicated. Usually I like stuff that I have to overthink or stuff that's abstract or, uh, you know, vague or artsy. Like that's my kind of jam. You know, I, I like stuff that challenges me. This movie sort of just delivered itself to me like a delicious cake. And I just ate the whole goddamn thing. I, <laughs> it's amazing. The the, uh, the complexity is in the execution. I mean, it's it's one thing to say this is simple, but it's like the action scene. You know, you, know, you talk about formulas. It's like, yeah, anyone could do an action movie formula, but being able to create the kind of action scenes this movie does is hard. You, there's no, you know, yeah. there's no roadmap. Yeah. You can just copy and get get a, an action scene like this. It's it's, it's, it's just, easy to get wrong. It's so yes. easy yeah. to like just get it like. You, we, everybody would want to make an action scene like this, but I feel like most people don't. It ends up falling short either in the performance or in the composition of the fight sequence. Well, so, just creating a sequence itself is hard. I mean, you have to think about what are all the cool things John Wick is going to do in this scene and what are people... I mean, it, it requires... You know, you can't just... I mean, you can rip off things from other movies, but, you know, that's... <laughs> the devil, no, and the I think, I think part of what makes... I think the guy who directed it was a uh, fight choreographer, so I think that's part of Okay, why. yeah. Uh, I could be wrong, I'm not very familiar with him, but I'm pretty sure he was a fight choreographer. So I think it's kind of like when a Yuan Wu Ping movie comes out, there's a certain attention to the action that you would just expect, because that's his... Even if even if it's a bad Yuan Wu Ping movie, you know yeah. the action is going to be good. Um, yeah. And here, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with, I, I don't know. I, I think that what you're really seeing is probably, you know, experience and craft, you know, yeah. where somebody's just competent at writing that kind of stuff, or at least it's not, maybe not writing it, but planning it, you know, that, that, that's the, uh, uh, I, I, I had no objections to the action sequences. And usually that's like the first thing that I have a critique of in a lot of modern movies. So, 
Uh, yeah, it's I, I usually hate actions. I you know, in theory I like action movies, but most action movies have relatively boring action scenes when yeah. it comes down to it. It's like, okay, when can we get back to the plot? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, this is what a it good is, action movie should do, which is it uses the action to further the plot. It yes. tells you about the characters. Yeah. Like who's that one guy that kicks John Wick's ass in the uh, in the nightclub and then later on he hits him with a car and then finally later on Wick's able to best him to just barely in this this murder oh I can't remember but I don't um but I don't know anything else about that guy right I don't know like what does he have a wife like what's his motivation no dude he's just the best goon right yeah yeah yeah. But I, he has so much presence in the movie because he's present in the action scenes in a way that rivals John. And, and then so there's the he sticks out. Then there's the other guy, the guy played by the Mayhem character. You know the guy, yeah, the guy from the Mayhem yeah. commercials. Uh, let me see if I can find his name. Dean Winters, uh, the Dean Winters character. He's like uh, in the credits, he's his attorney. But in the movie, I feel like he really plays more as like a number two henchman. Yeah, um, he's number sort two. Of, but he seemed like a guy who was just not equipped for the criminal underworld that much, and you know, was 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 irritated by a lot of the habits that, that the boss had. Um, so I, I, I like that dynamic. Um, it was a good dynamic, too. It, it was, because that guy's such an asshole. He's almost like the American of the movie. Like, you know how a lot yeah, of movies will yeah. be like, the, the, like a, if it was like a James Bond movie, you might have that one, like, Texan-ass American in it. Um, I love those characters. I like seeing myself represented as a stereotype. Uh, it makes me happy. <laughs> And this guy was perfect. He he was like he was overtly racist. He was dismissive of things that weren't like familiar to him. He was competent, but nowhere near as competent as people he was around. He was the perfect American. Right. So I loved him. Yeah, he kept asking him to speak in English, right? That was yep. I kept yeah. thinking to myself, why would you like this is a crime boss? This isn't like, you know, a <laughs> restaurant you're at asking somebody <laughs> this guy could have you shot. You know, you brought yep. uh but he, he seemed a little clueless to some of the peril that his behavior might put him in. Um, I also I just liked that the guy from the Mayhem commercials was sort of being subjected to mayhem like things in the film. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was yeah. On brand. yeah, it was very odd, but it was a good use. It could have been ridiculous. I also I've always been curious about that guy. And the only other thing I've seen him in is 30 Rock, I think. Yeah, okay, 30 the, Rock. It's the boyfriend in that. Yeah. yeah the, the beeper salesman. Yeah, yeah. he was it was perfect in that. Technology but I is like, circular. Beepers are gonna come back. It's a... <laughs> but I felt like here I got a, I got to know the actor more. I was I was like, oh, like I'm really enjoying this guy in this role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, in, in the in the mayhem commercials, he's just there for a few seconds. It's not enough to oh, yeah. really want to. Uh, and it goes back to every character being so memorable in this movie. And like even some things that aren't characters kind of feel like characters. Like, for example, all of the action scenes are really unique, not just in the way that John Wick approaches yeah. them or in the location, but like the whole thing is really distinct and unique yeah. things mm -hmm. happen in it. I remember each action scene and the stakes and like the parallel levels for all the characters. Uh, it's very few action movies do that. Like, I, like Die Hard did that. Um, yeah. And I can't think of a lot of other ones that did that, where I was just like, oh, I remember this iconic action scene. Police Story kind of does that. Police Story, Pol the first okay. one was a little bit like that. Um, I had to watch it again, but it's my memory. Uh, I, I even liked the the dance floor action sequence, which normally is like my least favorite in, <laughs> in, a, in a movie. I, I don't like the moment that beat comes on and the character's moving through the crowd. 
I, I tend to get annoyed, you know, and here it actually worked. They, they well, made it's so relatable, you know, it. he's pushing people aside and shooting the ones that get in his way. Like, that's exactly yeah. how I want to be on a dance floor. Thank you, John yeah. Wick. I feel well, I just I don't I just, I just felt there was a little more going like they they were kind of commenting on some of the people's lack of awareness of what was going on in the you know what I mean <laughs> yeah it, it, so I, I I don't know I felt I felt like it was more from my point of view whereas normally when I see that scene it's normally from like the ravers point of view do you know what I mean it's like a different uh, yeah. different perspective uh, and nothing against ravers I'm just not in that world so when I see those scenes in those movies. I often feel like, oh man, they like they forced that club scene into this action movie so they could have a cool, you know, heavy bass moment in the, you know, and they do do that here, but it just worked. Um, yeah, I, I will say that as a guy that knows a lot about the rave club scene, I'm I'm on the outside too, but I've got friends who are into it. Um, people getting shot in the club and everyone just continuing to dance—that scans. That's about scans. right. <laughs> I mean, uh, either way, I I thought it was fun that the you know you could see the the the, the lack of awareness in some people's eyes is uh, as there's like gunfire going on around them. Uh, the fact that you even hear it is miraculous. So, yeah. well, I loved I loved too. Like Adam was saying, the structure of that place, like it has this basement, yeah. like the VIP area where there's like a lot of shady stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's I, I mean, it kind of, I think it was supposed to be kind of like a Russian bathhouse. Actually, that was my yeah sense of it yeah yeah and so i thought that was kind of cool because then they have this other this like random muscular guy that gets in john wick's way but he's so strong you he like it's almost like his muscles are absorbing the bullet impacts and he has to shoot him in the head (laughs) that was a fun scene because like again it goes back to like keanu reeves as a physical presence he seems solid and wiry and capable but he's not like huge like that dude's huge that guy was like a tank and so the scene where like he's standing up and he's he's walking out of the the pool area, so he's on a lower step, so he's the same height as John, even though he's like a foot and a half under him. Like that was a fun moment of like, okay, so maybe John isn't great because he's physically intimidating. Maybe he's just really good at taking people apart. Um, yeah. So I liked that. That was a cool little moment. Well, on, on John Wick's physique, I actually really, and I think he does get bigger as the movies go on. Just sort of tends to happen in franchises yeah, yeah. like this. I could be wrong, but I, I rather like his physique because I feel like he's definitely he definitely is physically fit, but he's not he's not he's not like a bodybuilder. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. I think too often action movie and I and I like you know the Arnold movies and stuff like that, but I also really like Dirty Harry where. He's not a bodybuilder either. Do you know what I mean? He's you know, you know Clint Eastwood is really tall. He's That's a big a guy. Yeah. But yeah, but he's but he's lean. He's very lean and you know still fit and all the rest. But you know this is this is obviously a guy. He's mostly using guns anyways. And when he is using martial arts or whatever, he's using something like judo where he's using leverage and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, he's exactly. also not. He's leverage. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, a lot and of movies he, just do the thing where it's like, okay, this character, he's going to throw this 200-pound character yeah. over his head. And it's like, you, you, your eyes just don't, don't oh. buy it. You see that yeah. in movies all the time. They never and, do that in this movie. And and if he's fighting seen, a big guy, he's going to fight it the way a smaller guy would fight a big guy. <laughs> well, and that's why that scene is so good. Because when that muscular guy comes out of the water, they don't just have him throw the guy. He's a real problem for Keanu in that moment. Yes. You know, you, he, he manages to overcome him, but it's like he's an annoyance that he can't really just dismiss. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think they do a good job with that. Um, but yeah, and he's also, he's not, 
Keanu Reeves not so lean that it lacks believability. He looks like he's capable. No. He just looks more like a normal person. You know, like he has like a almost like a construction worker's body or something. Yeah. Right? Just like that kind of physique. Um, you know, right, so I, I think like it's a build. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, he, he does physical stuff, but he's not like oiling himself up and going onto a stage <laughs> and like flexing. So, but uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that they, they did a good job with that kind of stuff in this film. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it, this is, again, I think that, um, it's just a, a you know, we, I bitch a lot about modern movies on this podcast. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, we all I do. owe, I owe people to, to hit, to praise this movie because it, it really is like a, an example of a good modern action movie. Oh yeah. Um, this is the gold standard for modern action. I'm amazed I slept on this for so long. Yeah. Yeah, and it was influential. I think there are a number of other movies that came out after that were trying to do what this movie did. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, and it's almost in a way because it's a franchise. I feel like it's a little bit like like America's Ipman movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it just feels a little bit like that. I mean, that's obviously a different thing. At some point, I would really love us to do the Ipman movies. I don't think we have we ever done any of them on the podcast. Yeah, no, no, I've done, I've done it. I've done the first Ipman movie. With we did the first on the podcast, one. Okay, okay. I, we haven't we haven't run the series, so that's. Oh yeah, I'd really love to do the whole go through the whole. Show. I I, sh I made my mom watch them all recently. Um, I, I discovered that she 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 likes Donnie Yen, so I could get her to watch any Donnie Yen movie I wanted to. Um, <laughs> so we watched that. We watched uh, Wuxia. We watched, um, I forget what other ones, but I put her through a slew of them. Um, but yeah, she's always, whenever we would, you know, uh, watch, she'd be look at me and go, I love Donnie Yen. He's such a nice man. Such a, a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is, this is a great movie. I, and I tend to think of the franchise like that. It's got, it's, it, to me, it's like, uh, Ipman is like a really good, you know, sort of modern you know, uh, Chinese martial arts movie. And this is a really good modern American action movie franchise. Um, yeah. You know, I, I do think this is the best installment. I don't know if you guys will feel the same way. A lot of people like some of the later movies. My feeling with the later movies, and again, maybe, maybe my mind will change when we review them um, and I see them again. But my feeling is they kind of adopt too much of a Matrix aesthetic in mm -hmm. the later versions i mean they're not it's not like watching the matrix movies but th there is sort of a little bit more of a matrix aesthetic they even bring more act I, this movie has actors from the matrix but um but they but Lawrence fishburne is like in you know in the sequels and stuff you know um so it just starts to feel a little bit more of that vibe um also i think the world building gets a little bit uh overly expansive for my taste in some of the later movies. I, they're still great yeah. movies, but um, I really like the world building in this one. I like that there's that central relationship between the the, the Russian mobster and John Wick. Um, that just really works for me and everything kind of resolves around them. There's not, there's not much of a broader world for them to contend with. Um, so I, I think that, you know, it's even though it's a big sprawling criminal underworld, there's a focus to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I I think I own this one because I, when I went on Prime to watch it, it was free. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's because I own it, unless it's just on Prime and you know I'm not really sure. Uh, but you can you can see it on Prime. I don't know where'd you guys manage to find it. I saw. I don't remember. 
Yeah. Yeah, peacock. peacock. That's right. I watched. So you need a prescription, and not a prescription, a subscription. A subscription. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get to your doctor and get a and get a and get a prescription. Get a prescription for John Wick. Yes. Yeah. No, I, well, I got Peacock because the Five Nights at Freddy movie was on it. The five the Five Nights at Freddy's movie was on it, and I had to watch it with my kids. So yeah. I was like, I oh, got it anyway. Let's see what let's see what movies are on here. And John Wick was one of the first ones. Like, Hell yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, this is a little plug for Peacock. Speaking of plugs, we forgot to do our 12 days of Christmas I know, plug. I know. We I, suck. I but this is the second day of Christmas. Um, so I will once again plug my game, Acid and Steel, coming out um, February is what I'm aiming for. It's Demons and Robots in the Post-Apocalypse. Good luck with that, folks. And with that, <laughs> we will uh, we will head out, and we'll be back on next time with another with I guess the third day of Christmas. I don't know what movie we're going to do yet. Third day um, of Christmas. And until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>